Grace and peace to you from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm Nader Mansour and I pray this message will draw you closer to Jesus. In this study, we'll be continuing our look at the principles of the heavenly kingdom. We'll look a little closer at exactly what was holding everything together and what it meant for the members of the heavenly family to belong to that family. We will also see how Lucifer was warring against the very foundation of that which held the whole family in heaven together. This study will examine these aspects and we will see how that which happened in heaven is the same thing that is happening here on earth. We saw in the Bible very plainly the scriptures that tells us that God is love. We saw that this is an attribute of His character. This is His very nature. Everything that God does is only and always love. In the scriptures, this aspect of love is demonstrated in the fact that God is the Father of all. Let's read about it together in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 and 15. The Bible says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. This is a very significant text. This text tells us plainly, that the heavenly kingdom is a family. The whole family in heaven and earth is named of the Father. It's the Father who is the head of the family in heaven. What is the significance of this aspect? It's very important. Every member in that family receives their name from the Father. Receiving their name from the Father in this family means that they actually receive their identity and also their value. It is that which gives the members of that family identity. It gives them security and stability in the fact that they know who they belong to. They are secure in knowing that they are members of a family with God at its head. The significance of this is important today because Satan has deceived many regarding this very point. Do you see people today, especially young people, who are insecure? People who are confused about their identity and who they really are? The reason for that is Satan has attacked the family. Here we see God's original design in heaven was that his family would operate on the basis of him being the head and his principles of love ruling in that kingdom. His principles of love meant that his creatures, the members of that family, understood who they were in fact in the fact that their identity and their value is derived from belonging to that family kingdom. We read further in the scriptures how this is confirmed that God the Father is the head of all things. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 6, the Bible says, One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. The Father is the head of the family in heaven. This point is vital for us understanding how that family in heaven operates and in order for us to understand how we can pattern after that if we choose. God has given us principles on which we have been building so far to understand the operations of that family. We will soon see how these principles came into question through the attacks of Satan over the very foundation and the thing that held the whole family together. If we were to illustrate our findings so far, it would look something like this. Here we see the Father as the head of the family in heaven. The Father is the great source of all. 
From the Father, everything flows, as the scripture says, all things are of Him. And the things that flow from the Father, they come through the Son. We saw that in the beginning, the Son was with the Father. And it was through the Son that God created all things. And so through the Son, we see a flow of love and life and fullness of blessing to all created beings. All created beings were in that circle of beneficence, that circle where they received identity and value by being members of God's kingdom, members in the heavenly family. And we saw also that God's kingdom is based on love, not force. And so God only loves to give. And the fact that He gives does not mean that He wants and expects a return. He doesn't give in order to get a return, but He gives because He is love. The return is offered freely and voluntarily from hearts that understand His character of benevolence and love, and that in appreciation and gratitude, give back to God, as we see here, praise, joyous service, and love. These are the essential elements of worship. These things flow back to God through the Son and ultimately to the glory of God the Father. We also saw that the principle and the guardian that held together this system and the security band around this system and the functioning of this family kingdom was the law of love. God's law of love, which is the universal law of life, was the security and the band that ensured that happiness and joy was the lot of each and every member of that family. This pattern and this diagram and this principle is vital because in it are contained all the elements that maintained the harmony and stability of the heavenly kingdom. It maintained the joy and happiness of every creature. It maintained their identity and their value. And it maintained that they were connected with the great source of all. This was all done through the Son of God, as we shall see in a minute. It's important to note that if we were to apply the same model on earth to the earthly families, which is patterned according to God's original design after the heavenly family, we find a very interesting correlation. If we were to replace the diagram and notice how the earthly family, if patterned after the heavenly, would look something like this. At the head of the earthly family, in each and every home, the father is to be the head. He is to be the leader. He is to have the leadership role. Next to the father is the mother, the one through whom all things come as blessings to the family. Initially, all children come into the family through the direct operation and activity of the mother. From the father and the mother, if they are godly parents, patterned after God's own plan, will flow to the children love and life and fullness of blessing. This, when it's in harmony with God's plan, will give the children, the citizens of this kingdom, or the members of this family, it will give them identity, it will give them value, it will give them a sense of security, a sense of worth, a sense of belonging, it will not confuse them. And from hearts full of love in the children, recognizing that these things that their parents give them are as a result of their love to them, it will naturally create in the heart of the children a desire to return back to the parents Praise, joyous service, and love. And this will all culminate in a glorifying of God's plan. This, the band that holds all this together, is once again the same thing that holds it together in heaven. It is the universal law of life. You see, this is important, and this principle is vital for us to understand. 
In this diagram and in this pattern, we see that the Son of God holds a most unique and important position. He is the link between all created beings and the Father. In the same way, in the home, the mother holds a very important and unique position. A position that relates to the position of the son. She is the one that links the family members to the father. You see, it's usually the mother who spends the most time with the children. She's the one who is teaching them, instructing them, leading them and guiding them under the leadership of the father. But the mother serves the role and function of a connecting link. This is patterned after the original. The Son of God, the only mediator, was the connecting link in heaven in the family kingdom. This aspect and this position of the Son is important to understand because this will help us understand the attack that Satan is making. You see, in this kingdom, only happiness and joy were ruling. Happiness and joy were dependent on the members of that family recognizing and adhering to the structure that's in place. A structure that was designed to ensure only happiness and joy to them. To ensure only fullness of blessing to them. This is the result of the rulership and sovereignty of God. The leadership of God the Father as the king of the universe, as the head of the family kingdom, ensured that to all the members of that family, through the Son, would flow every blessing, every good gift, and every perfect gift cometh down from above. It's from the Father of lights. This is how the family in heaven operated. This is how God wants the families on earth to operate. Fathers reflect the position of God the Father in their homes. Mothers reflect the position of the Son of God in the home. The family in heaven and the family on earth needs to be in harmony. And as we look at the principles of the heavenly family, it will help us to understand how we can pattern our earthly families after that. The linking chain and the link in all this is the Son of God. Notice what the scripture tells us in Psalm 36 and verse 9. The Bible says, For with thee is the fountain of life. In thy light shall we see light. You see, the members of the heavenly family recognize this truth, that the source of all goodness, the source of life and everything good was coming from God, the Father, through the Son. This recognition maintained that they would constantly recognize and understand this and so be safe. That would give to them, as part of the blessings that would flow from God, assurance in belonging to that family, identity and value in God's kingdom. This recognition of this principle maintained harmony. And it's a disregard to this principle that God is the head that would create chaos. The fact that Christ held this position in heaven as recognized by all the beings is brought out in the scriptures as well. We read about it in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 17. The Bible says, And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. This is really interesting terminology. By Christ, all things consist. Other translations actually spell it out as in Christ, all things hold together or all things have their being or all things are upheld and in position because of him. He's the one that in essence holds all things together. This is the position of the son of God in the heavenly kingdom. This position was called in question by the attacks of Satan when he rebelled against that kingdom, as we shall soon see. 
The position of the Son of God reflects the fact that He received all things from the Father. As the scripture tells us, the Father loveth the Son and hath given all things into His hand. And as a loving Son, He reveals the character of love of the Father in bestowing and giving to the members of that heavenly family all things. Once again, note that the parallels from the heavenly family to the earthly family are vital for us to be able to pattern after that original model. And so long as the beings in heaven recognize the position of the Son, recognize that all things are held together by the Son, all was peace and harmony. And all was peace and harmony indeed. But we see in the scriptures that there was an antagonistic principle introduced, a principle that was introduced by Satan. We are going to examine that a little closer today and see the position that Lucifer held in heaven and exactly what he was warring against and how he sought to tear down the family in heaven and how the same principles of Lucifer are in operation today to tear down the families of earth. Lucifer, of course, was a created angel. He was created by Christ himself, for Christ created all things, as we saw. The Father created all things through his Son, Jesus Christ. And Lucifer was a member in that heavenly kingdom. He was a member in the family of God. And as a member of the family of God, he partook and received of the fullness of blessing. This meant that Lucifer actually was secure and happy. He was perfect, as the scripture reveals. It's important to note something here. Lucifer, the name of this angel, where did he get this name from? Well, the Bible said that all the members in heaven and earth, the family in heaven and earth is named of the Father. Lucifer was actually the name that God gave to this angel. In giving him this name, it meant that Lucifer received his identity and his value from God. This was his identity. If we look at the word Lucifer, the name Lucifer means something. It means the light bearer. Lucifer was the one who bore God's light. He is the messenger that revealed God's light and glory and love to all the other created beings. This was a position that God placed him in. This was a foremost position among the created beings of heaven. Lucifer, he had satisfaction and joy and delight in carrying out God's will. He had that because he was a member of the heavenly family. He received his name and his identity from God, being the head of that family in heaven. Christ Jesus was the one who personally placed Lucifer in that position. He made him that way. And joy and happiness were the result of that. You see, Lucifer was in that circle that we looked at earlier. He was in the circle where all created beings received these blessings from the Father. The Bible tells us something very sad that started happening in the heart of Lucifer. We read about it in Isaiah, Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 to 15. Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God, Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. What a sad statement. 
iniquity was found in this perfect being, this perfect angel, Lucifer, who had a foremost position of honor. He was a covering cherub in God's kingdom. He walked up and down among the stones of fire. He was on the mountain of God. And God says, I have set thee so. It was God's appointment that placed each and every member in his family in the position that they were in. This resulted in them having security and value in God's kingdom. But here we see the position of Lucifer further explained as we look at the Old Testament. What does it mean when the Bible says he was a covering cherub? Well, let's go to the Old Testament type in the sanctuary where we see God gives instruction to Moses how to build the sanctuary, particularly the Ark of the Covenant. And here we see in symbol form the position that Lucifer held. Notice carefully what it says in Exodus chapter 25 verses 18 and 19. The Bible says, and thou shalt make two cherubims of gold, of beaten work shalt thou make them, in the two ends of the mercy seat, and make one cherub on the one end, and the other cherub on the other end. Even of the mercy seat shall ye make the cherubims on the two ends thereof. Here we see the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat, which represented God's throne. And directly above that, on both ends of the mercy seat, were two cherubs, covering cherubs. These were, of course, symbols of real things that exist in heaven. God's throne is surrounded by covering cherubs, particularly two according to the pattern that God gave to Moses. And God's dwelling is actually, he sits between those covering cherubs. Lucifer was one of those. This is further confirmed in the book of Psalms, chapter 80 and verse 1. It says, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest Joseph like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubims shine forth. You see, Lucifer was foremost in the created beings of God. He was the covering cherub. He was the anointed cherub that covereth, and God placed him in that position. And the light and the beams of light and glory of God's presence would shine on Lucifer. And Lucifer, as the light bearer, would reveal and declare this in his interaction and association with all the other members in the heavenly family. You see, Lucifer had a position of great influence. We know that because he was clever enough when he rebelled against the kingdom. And his influence was strong enough that it affected a third of the angels. This disgruntlement and this dissatisfaction in the heart of Lucifer against the family of heaven was directed particularly at the very thing that held all things together. The Bible tells us that iniquity was found in Lucifer. The reason that is so is further explained in the book of Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse 17. It says, Thine heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Thou hast corrupted thy wisdom by reason of thy brightness. Lucifer's heart was lifted up because of his beauty. God had made him as close as possible like himself and had placed him in a position right next to his son as a covering chair. But keep in mind, Lucifer was a created being. He was made out of nothing. And God bestowed all these blessings upon him. Lucifer came to look upon himself and his beauty and his wisdom started to be thought as originating with himself and not with God. 
This was a disharmony in the recognition of the principle that God is the source of all things. Lucifer, instead of looking to God and appreciating what God gave him, began to look to himself. This is the start of the breakdown in that family structure. In looking to himself, Lucifer was beginning to depart and step out of that circle. And in doing so, he became proud. His heart was lifted up. The fact that his heart was lifted up is evidence that he was beginning to doubt that God was the source of all things. He began to see as things that were wonderful and beautiful in himself originating with himself. He forgot that the beauty of his person came because of Jesus Christ, the link between the Father and all creation. This is a vital aspect in order for us to understand how the family today is also being attacked. When the structures and the positions in the earthly family are questioned by the members, when the members of the earthly family do not follow God's plan for the positions of each and every member, only disharmony and sadness can come about. Joy can only be maintained within the confines of the law of life, the universal law of love. This is what started things in heaven. In looking at how things started in heaven, it will help us to understand how we can be restored back again. The principles that Lucifer set in motion, the things that started playing in his heart, have resulted in the sadness and sorrow that we see around us in the world today. Notice how else the Bible reveals to us the thought process of Lucifer as he started to indulge himself and as he started taking his eyes off God and as he started looking away from Christ who is the outshining of the Father's glory and as he began to look to himself. This is recorded in Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 to 14. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. These were haughty words, proud words. The most common word that we see is the word I. Lucifer had turned from God's law of love, God's principles of love and selflessness to the principle of selfishness. I, instead of esteeming others better than himself, instead of recognizing God's position and his son, Lucifer started exalting himself. This is a vital aspect to understand. This is how a breakdown in families comes about. The Bible also tells us in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18, Pride goeth before destruction, and an haughty spirit before a fall. In giving freedom of choice to his creatures, God was giving them the freedom to choose which path they would follow. Here we see Lucifer was exercising this freedom in the wrong way. He was exercising it in order to depart from God's principles. But God loved Lucifer and God did everything that he could to restore him and win him back as we shall see. But as we just read, the Bible says, Pride goeth before fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. This is exactly what was happening to Lucifer. He was becoming proud. His heart was lifted up 
and he was about to fall from the position of high exaltation and honor that God had given him. As a result of that, he was about to lose his place in the family kingdom. We see an incident in the Bible on earth that reveals to us more what this pride really did to Lucifer's heart. We read about it in Daniel chapter 4 and verse 30. It says, The king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? King Nebuchadnezzar was becoming proud. He was proud of his accomplishments and his achievements. And he took glory and honor and pride in looking at the accomplishments of his hand. When his heart was lifted up with this pride, notice what effect this had on him. Daniel chapter 5 and verse 20. But when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was deposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. Pride hardens the mind. This was what was happening to Lucifer. In being lifted up and in becoming proud, his mind was hardened against God. And as King Nebuchadnezzar lost his position and his throne, so also Lucifer was about to lose his position and his throne. The reason was this element of iniquity that began in Lucifer's heart, this departure from the principles of God's government to looking to self and causing his heart to be lifted up and proud resulted in his heart and in his mind being hardened against God. So all the efforts and attempts of God reaching out to Lucifer only fell on this hardened mind. Lucifer, in looking to self and desiring to exalt himself above his true position in the family of God, shows us an important aspect. He wanted to be like the Most High. He wanted to rise higher, to be equal with the position of the head of the heavenly family. The one who stood in his way was Christ. You see, Christ is the link between all creation and the Father. Lucifer, in wanting to rise higher, to be equal in position with the Father, had to deal with the situation that Christ was in the position which is in his way. And so Lucifer made a decided war against the Son of God. He hated the position of the Son of God. He desired to rise high. And what was in his way? was the Son, the loving Son, the Son who knows the Father best. And so Lucifer began a war in heaven that attacked the position of the Son. You see, the Son of God was the embodiment and the outshining of the Father's glory. He was the law of love of the universe lived out. We know this because the scripture reveals these things for us. Let's have a look at what the Bible tells us in shedding further light on this sad rending in the heavenly family. In Ezekiel chapter 33 and verse 11. Say unto them, as I live, saith the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye, turn ye from your evil ways, for why will ye die, O house of Israel? You see, God saw where Lucifer was going, and God was not pleased. God was not happy. God has no pleasure in losing members of the heavenly family. And so he did everything that he could to reach out to Lucifer and restore him again. 
But sadly, Lucifer's mind was hardened in pride. Lucifer saw that his objections and his dissatisfaction of God's government was unjust. But Lucifer had become hardened in pride. He refused to return. He vowed to continue the battle against the kingdom of God, particularly that which held the kingdom of God together, the Son of God. He vowed to battle against that to the end. This is a very sad, very sad situation. This is a situation that was a great heartache to God and all the other members in the heavenly family. We see that Lucifer's hatred and Lucifer's fight against God's family kingdom is centered on attacking the very thing that holds it all together. That is the Son of God. We know this because the very first thing that Lucifer said to Christ in the wilderness of temptation was an attack on his position. Let's read it together in Luke chapter 4 and verse 3. And the devil saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. Here we see Lucifer was attacking the position of the Son. This is exactly how things started in heaven. You see, we saw earlier that God is changeless. God does not change. His principles are ever the same. This reveals to us that Satan, in warring against God's principles, also doesn't change. This reveals also that the fact that Lucifer was attacking the position of the sun in the wilderness is the very same thing that started all this in heaven. He was attacking the sonship of Christ in heaven. You see, it's the sonship of Christ, the position that he held as the beloved of God, as the mediator, as the one through whom all things flow. This is what held everything together. In departing and attacking the principles of the heavenly family, Lucifer was departing and attacking the position of the Son, particularly the fact that the Son lived out the law of God. You see, the Son was the embodiment of the principles of God's law in action. The scriptures reveal this for us in the book of Isaiah, chapter 42 and verse 21. The Lord is well pleased for His righteousness' sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. The principles of God's government were attacked by Lucifer. When Christ came here to earth, He demonstrated the same position that He held in heaven. That is, living out the law of God, the law of life. And therefore, in attacking the principles of the law, Lucifer attacked the embodiment of those principles. Remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Lucifer was attacking the person of Christ because Christ was the living embodiment of the law. He was the fulfillment of God's law. This was his position always because the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lucifer, in attacking these principles, showed his hatred, his intense hatred for the Son of God. So much so that when the Son of God came here to earth and lived the law in humanity, Lucifer eventually caused his death. He pl plotted and worked through the Pharisees to murder the Son of God. And so the Bible reveals to us plainly what was happening in the heavenly family. 
the principles that governed its happiness and joy, how it was held together, and the principles that Lucifer was introducing to attack and destroy the family. You see, this is vital for us to understand today. Notice what Proverbs reveals further about this aspect. Chapter 13, verse 10. Only by pride cometh contention, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Contention was about to happen in the heavenly courts as a result of pride. But with the well-advised, there is wisdom. You see, Lucifer was turning from the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God is the Son. His name is the wisdom of God. He was departing and looking away from God, particularly attacking the Son of God. This sad situation caused a war in heaven. The book of Revelation records for us the culmination of this war in the following words. Revelation 12, 7 and 8. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. Here was a rending of the heavenly family. Here was a breakdown, a tearing in the heavenly family. Lucifer had divorced himself from the family of God, and the result was only sadness to everyone involved. Friends, when families break down, there are no winners. Nobody is happy and rejoicing. Only pain and sorrow resulted. Pain in all the members of the family and in the father's heart and in the heart of the Son of God. When divorce takes place, as we know very well today in the world, it only causes sadness, heartache, and turmoil that lasts for years. The members of the family which suffers a divorce are scarred sometimes for life. This was what was happening in the family in heaven. And Lucifer is continuing his principles of tearing down the families on earth in the same way that he did in heaven. There are no winners when families break down. How must the father have felt about Lucifer in breaking up this family? The father's heart was broken. It's sad that Lucifer, in departing and stepping out of that circle of life, was losing his reception of all the fullness of blessings of God. He was departing from that. And in losing, receiving the fullness of blessing from God, Lucifer was also losing something very important. Something that will help us understand what is happening in the world today as a result of the principles of the new kingdom that he introduced. Notice how Jesus comments about this fact in John chapter 8, verse 44. He says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father will ye do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Did you notice how Christ referred to Lucifer here? He doesn't call him Lucifer, does he? He refers to him by another title, by another name. You see, what had happened was Lucifer, in departing from being a member in the family of God, was throwing away the identity that comes to him as a result of being a member in that family. He had to create a whole new identity for himself now because he no longer received his identity from the Father. And so by a new identity, he now goes with a new name. The name of Lucifer 
has been cast aside. His name now is Satan or the devil. This is not a name that God gave him. This is a name that Lucifer has etched for himself. This name identifies and defines his new identity. His identity now is no longer derived from God. He had to etch it out himself. This sad fact has caused great turmoil and confusion in the heart of Lucifer. The very same thing is happening again in our world today. Don't you know people today who are confused, who don't know who they really are? Their identity is confused and they seek to do everything they can to find an identity for themselves. Identity and true satisfaction and security can only come by belonging to a family, the heavenly family. When the earthly family is patterned after the heavenly family, it provides for its members a link to the heavenly family where they can also receive the fullness of the blessing of God. Jesus says Lucifer was a murderer from the beginning. How many people did he murder in the beginning? None. Well, what does Christ mean? Christ was revealing that the principles of Lucifer's government would only result in death. This was demonstrated when Christ came here to earth and Lucifer actually murdered the Son of God. The principles that Lucifer had introduced in the, into the family kingdom would result in absolute death and chaos. He was a murderer from the beginning. Jesus also says that he abode not in the truth. This means that Lucifer at one point was in the truth. He was at one point in that circle of life. He was at one point a faithful and loyal member of God's family. But Lucifer departed. He did not remain in the truth. He stepped out. And in stepping out, he lost his identity and he also lost his value. How do you think this must have affected the father's heart? You know, God was not pleased about this. We get an insight into the father's heart in a wonderful and touching story that happened in the life of a king of Israel. King David, as sitting on the throne of Israel, had a son by the name of Absalom. His son was plotting rebellion against his father. His son was a member of the family of David, but he was plotting rebellion against the head of that family. This is a direct parallel to what happened in heaven. The result was rebellion did take place. The kingdom was split and war was the result. And in the war, if you remember, David counsels his warriors and his commander, and he says, deal well with my son. You see, the father still loved his son, even though his son was rebelling from him. So much so that when the report came of the death of Absalom, David lamented in words that could only reflect the father's heart towards the loss of a member in his family. Let's read what David said and think of what happened in heaven and how the father's heart responded to what Lucifer had done. 2 Samuel 18, 33. And, at, and the king was much moved and wept, went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, thus he said, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would God I had died for thee, O Absalom, my son, my son. These words reflect and come directly from the heart of the father. If an earthly father, a fallen, 
sinful man could feel that way towards his rebellious son, how much more could the father feel towards the loss of a son who rebelled from his family kingdom? That is Lucifer. You see, Absalom reflected the position of Lucifer in what he did. And David was moved to express his love towards his son that he had lost. This reveals that God did everything he could to restore and win Lucifer back. But sadly, Lucifer was hardened in pride. Lucifer had stepped out of that circle. And in stepping out of that circle, Lucifer had exalted and promoted only himself and not God. He wanted to be honored and worshipped like God. He desired a position that did not belong to him. These principles are vital because they are the very things that Lucifer is using to tear down families today. Pride and dissatisfaction with the positions that God gives us can only result in a breakdown in families. Isn't that why in society today we have such a loss of family structure? We have a loss of identity and value and self-worth. Isn't it sad that many young people, as a result of this confusion, choose to end their lives rather than to continue living? The reason is Lucifer's principles have infected the earthly family and they have broken down the earthly family, where the position of father is not recognized sometimes by the members of the family or the position of the mother or the different roles and functions that God gave. This is what started in heaven. These are the principles of Lucifer's kingdom. And in looking at what happened in heaven, it helps us understand what is taking place here on earth. As we said earlier, in Lucifer, stepping out of that kingdom of God, stepping out of that family kingdom, he gave away and he lost his identity and value. He had to establish a new way whereby he could feel self-worth, where he could feel valued. Is that perhaps why people in this world are so busy trying to establish for themselves a sense of satisfaction and worth? They're busy trying to do every single thing to feel good about themselves. But they never can fill that void. That void can only be filled when we are in the true position of members of the family. On earth, a family that reflects the heavenly family and thereby being members of the heavenly family. That satisfaction, that sense of security and worth can only come as a direct blessing from God. Lucifer is deceiving the world and trying to manufacture a false identity and a false sense of worth. And you know what? The sad thing is that it doesn't work. People would rather end their life than choose to be like that. It is so sad. It doesn't fill that void. It leaves a gaping emptiness. Lucifer, when he stepped away from the circle of life, when he stepped away from the fullness of God's blessing, exploded upon himself the floodgates that opened the doors to misery and emptiness into the mind of Lucifer. Let's read this list, this partial list, to see what now possessed the mind of Lucifer in place of the blessing that he received as a member of God's family. Lucifer now was plagued with a sense of worthlessness, insecurity and fear, emptiness, jealousy and pride, rage, desire to control, self-justification, arrogance, hatred and depression, and a whole list of other things. 
These were the results of abandoning the light of God. He was no longer now the light bearer, Lucifer. He had given away that. He had stepped away from the light of God and only darkness and emptiness could fill him. This darkness and emptiness that fills Lucifer drives him with a great sense of insecurity and fear. You see, we don't think of Lucifer in that way, but we see that these are the very things that Lucifer infects into the world. The world today suffers largely from these things as a result of being unplugged from God's family kingdom, as a result of not having the light of God, which gives the fullness of blessing, which is only joy and peace and happiness. This comes from a result of disregarding God's plan for our families. This great sense of emptiness filled Lucifer with further things. Lucifer now is no longer Lucifer, but Satan, and he is full of insecurity, fear, and insanity. He has a desperate need of approval, and he has a desperate need to seek worship and praise from others. Do you see a reflection of these aspects and attributes in society today? Do you now understand why God is allowing a demonstration of these principles so that we can see clearly that the principles of Lucifer's kingdom are everything opposite to God's kingdom. Lucifer had set up a kingdom now that was the direct antithesis of a family. Everything in Lucifer's kingdom was to directly attack and tear down the family. His motto is, down with the law of love, which guards the security and happiness of families. Down with the principles that hold the family together. Let us promote selfishness. Let us promote a rebelliousness against the principles that God instilled. This is demonstrated in what Lucifer did to the very first family. We'll be studying that a little closer in our next program. This is the point that we must draw from our study today. That the principles of God's family, governed by the law of love, are all held together in place by the Son of God, who holds the position that we saw. In departing from this, Lucifer attacked the Son of God, departed from the law of God, and opened to himself the floodgates of emptiness by selfishness and by pride. And Lucifer now suffers from all the symptoms that many people suffer from today. They suffer from them as a result of Lucifer's work. This is all resulting from a departure from the family of heaven. This is why God is seeking to restore us. This is why God wants us to understand these things that we might be restored again into his kingdom. May God bless you as you seek to implement the true principles of family in your home that you might receive the fullness of blessing. If you were blessed by this message, remember to subscribe and share it with others. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Your prayers and support are appreciated. May God richly bless you through His Son, Jesus.